listeners, this is Patricia Capone, your host for today, and I am joined today by three amazing guests. We are going to talk about EM organizations and how to get involved. So I will let them each introduce themselves. Hey, I'm Alex Sappington. I am a fourth-year medical student coming from the Alabama College of Osteopathic Medicine, and I am the Director of Student Affairs for the ACOEP, which is the American College of Osteopathic Emergency Physicians. I'm Kelsey Morgan. I am an intern at UT Southwestern in Dallas, Texas. I was the medical student chair at EMRA during my fourth year, and I'm currently the EMRA rep to the Coalition on Psychiatric Emergencies. Hey, y'all. My name is Katie. I am a fourth-year medical student in Fort Worth, Texas. I am the medical student council chair of, ready for a long acronym, AAEM. RSA. So that stands for the American Academy of Emergency Medicine Resident and Student Association. Well, it is great to have you all here. And one of the things that we wanted to bring you on to talk about is all of these acronyms, right? As med students, we sometimes can get lost knowing that there's five different emergency medicine organizations. How do we break that down? How do we get involved? So I guess where I'd like to start is how did you all find out about ACOEP, ACEP, AAM? I can start. So I actually found a at the end of my first year of medical school. So currently, for reference, for those of y'all listening, we are all sitting at a table at the ASEP conference, the American College of Emergency Physician Conference. So I first found out about AAEM just honestly looking on Twitter, on Med Twitter, and I saw that there was a conference coming up, AAEM's conference. This was the first conference, I believe, that was held in person after COVID. I was a first year super excited about learning more about emergency medicine, and I decided to apply for their medical student ambassador program, which basically they pay for your registration fee. They give you some other awesome perks. They give you a mentor. You kind of help out with the conference. And so that's how I first got my foot in the door of AAM, and I have been involved ever since. So yeah, this is just, I guess, a plug for, you know, even M1s and M2s who are interested in going to conferences. I think it's a great way to get involved in one of these organizations and just and learn more about emergency medicine and how you can get involved as a student, as a student leader. I have, I guess, kind of a similar story. I was an M1 and one of my really good friends who we were nursing, like we we were nursing together in the emergency department at the University of Mississippi. So she was two years ahead of me and she got involved with EMRA and then she kind of recommended it to me as well as there was a resident at the same program as well who was also on the EMRA board as a resident at that time. And this was also during COVID. I applied during COVID to be a part of it. And so I didn't get to go to all the really fun conferences at first that she got to go to. But then eventually we started going back into person and I just kept continuing on after that. I also sort of did the same thing starting off pretty early. As a first-year medical student, I heard actually about the AAM symposium that was nearby in New Orleans. My school is in Dothan, Alabama, so it was just a hop, skip, and a jump over the borders to get over there. And I knew I was already interested in emergency medicine, so a big group of EMIG people went over and 
hung out at the conference and just further solidified my love for it. And then I heard while I was there about different organizations. So I just started looking on the websites, tried to find out what the deal was, what conferences were coming up. And then, of course, COVID happened. So it made going to in-person conferences a little bit more challenging. But once they got started again, I think I've been to almost every conference there could be for the past four years now. So it's definitely a great way to get involved, get to know people. Highly recommend early on, late on, whenever you find your passion for whatever you're interested in, go to the conference, even if it's not emergency medicine. Just go get your foot in the door. Yeah, absolutely. What I'm hearing all of you say is, you know, get involved early, often. There's resources online, whether you're checking out the actual website itself or Med Twitter and and also just talking to the people around you. You know, what are what are other people doing? Do you know people that are in, in EM, right? So what are the benefits of each of the individual resident student organizations that students can if they're trying to decide, if they have to say, well, I can only do one of these or I can only go one of these conferences, you know, what would you say you got out of, especially Alex, now that you've been to them all? What, what do you guys think would be the take home from kind of each or like what they're what they're about? I think they all definitely have pros and really not any cons. It's just a matter of where do you find your niche and where do you feel at home? Like I am very fortunate that I feel like I have really, really great friends in all of the organizations. And so I feel welcomed to come to all of them. Um, but on behalf of ACOEP, you know, of course, I, I love us. And that's why I joined our group. For me, what sets ACOEP apart is that we're just a smaller organization. We are the osteopathic emergency medicine group. That doesn't mean we don't let our MD counterparts in. If anyone wants to join, they're more than welcome to. But we're a smaller organization. And so that means when you go to the conference, you feel embraced, you feel loved, like you have mentorship immediately. We're inclusive. Everyone comes to everything. Like, it is just a great time. You get to make really, really strong connections that are going to be lasting a lifetime. And that even goes back to just being on this podcast. The EM Over Easy is the official podcast of the ACOEP. Plug into there. Yes. So like we get to see these guys all the time. And it's it's really cool to be involved in that more personal level compared to maybe some of the larger organizations. Emra is, let me see if I can get this right. I think I believe we would refer to ourselves as the largest like representation of residents and med students for like emergency medicine. We're not really linked to a group is kind of our unique aspect of it because we're technically linked to ASEP in a way, but we're actually a full on completely our own entity. So we don't really fall under anyone, which I think gives us a unique ability to really represent residents and students in a way that's not really hindered maybe by other politics and things like that. And like similar to Alex, like every conference I've ever gone to at this point, like always so welcoming, like just love seeing everyone. There's just so many people involved there and from all different levels. And then since we do have a, a link to ASEP, we go to counsel with them. We we do all these other things with them as well, and it allows us to kind of build bridges. We um, have gone to multiple other conferences as well. The EMRA board and other members like go to SAEM, go to AAEM. We used to go to CORD as well. So like we kind of just plug in wherever there is an organization, and it allows us to build all these bridges without being kind of hindered by anything. Yeah, so I think this is a great question. I love it because I think each organization has 
their own slightly different philosophy. And also, I think in terms of benefits, there are so many benefits to each organization and a little bit different depending on what you want to get out of it as a medical student. So, you know, each organization offers their own kind of tangible benefits as a student. So AMRSA has multiple opportunities in terms of educational content on the website. I think one of the amazing things that AMRSA offers is once you become involved in the organization, um, and the fees are pretty nominal for both medical students and residents to join, and it's a it's a yearly benefit, you can go to all of the conferences for free as a medical student. And so AMRSA has multiple different local symposiums. So I know Alex kind of mentioned that there was um, a smaller conference, and we do those in the fall and early spring. So you get access to those for free as a medical student and the the big conference for free you can attend as a medical student. But I think on another level in terms of leadership opportunities, if you do want to access those, immediately I felt so welcome and involved as as an M1 through AEM. They are so welcoming to every single medical student and resident that has an idea that wants to be involved in leadership. And I think the pipeline to get students, especially underrepresented students, women in emergency medicine, there are so many different subgroups that they really bring medical students in. And there's a pipeline to leadership opportunities as a student. So that really was what was appealing to me through AAEM. So Katie, you bring up a lot of really good points that I wanted to touch on and things like, you know, how much does it cost to be a part of these programs and things like what are the leadership opportunities and how has that changed your, say, application for residency? How has that changed your ability to to network and, and get to know some other residents and attendings? I'll start with the back end of that question. I think that, you know, first off, just being on a leader, being in a leadership position on a national board. I'm granted I'm applying to residency right now, so I don't know how programs view it. But in my perspective, I think it's a really big selling point to me as an applicant. But I think even more than that, just being involved even on a smaller scale gets you networking opportunities with people in programs all across the country. And I really did apply to All Over because I met so many wonderful people and faculty and programs and became interested in their programs from, you know, California to Philadelphia to Florida. And the networking opportunities are endless, especially if you come to a conference, whether it's virtual or in person, those those opportunities to connect personally with program leadership really, I think, is invaluable. What opportunities does AAEMRSA have? Oh my gosh, okay. I could go on and on, but I'll highlight a few. And I think that there's probably a certain amount of overlap between the other organizations and these opportunities that that we can highlight. But for AAM specifically, there's an opportunity to be on the cabinet of delegates. So every medical school and every residency has essentially a delegate to report back to AAM and also to distribute AAM RSA information to their medical school and residency. There's obviously the Medical Student Council, which you can apply and become elected to. And that's how I um, got involved in this 
um, position specifically. And then there are so many committees. And what I love AAM for is the committees include both attendings and residents and students. So you can be a student leader on a committee as an M1, as an M2, and you are working with the attending who is in charge of that committee. So like I said, women in EM, I've been involved in that committee for a long time, um, hosting mentorship events for those. There is social emergency medicine. There's an international medical group. The opportunities go on and on, but those are just a few that I personally have been involved with. Yeah, EMRA has, I think, very similar opportunities. We have a medical student council, which obviously I was involved in for several years, as well as we have, I don't want to lie, but I know it's more than 12 committees at this point. We keep expanding. And it's all kinds of different niches in medicine, and it is really fun. I think one of my favorite parts of EMRA is it is resident and student run for residents and students. So while like I love the opportunity to come to ASAP and see the attendings and all of these things and meet these program directors, I think almost except for like my home program and one other program, I got almost all my interviews from all the people I met at these conferences. They knew who I was because of this. But when it came down to like when I was kind of looking around at different organizations, I loved EMRAs because it was all residents and we kind of were like just bonded together and all the similarities and everything and with med students as well, similarly. Um, But we had the opportunity to go meet everyone else at these different conferences. Um, And then... I mean, EMRA really tries hard to bring medical students into the fold, and we were able to do the first in-person medical student day that we've done in a long time now this year. And from what I've heard, it sounds like it went really well. So we're, you know, continuing to expand and like working with other organizations. For ACOAP, I guess I should qualify that I am on the RSO board, which is the resident student organization. But as the director of student affairs, I actually sit on both the resident student organization board and the big brother board to us, the National ACOEP board. We have a lot of opportunities to get plugged in. We are really expanding them, especially after the success of our fall conference. We had a huge student turnout, um, which was really, really great to see. So we have 13 different leadership positions that you can run for a position on in the fall at our fall conference. And then because of the turnout and the interest, we started branching out into subcommittee groups, um, which is something we've always wanted to do just with the COVID shutdown and everything. It was a little bit hard to get that up and rolling, but we're really excited to start it now. So just kind of like the other ones, we have, you know, women in EM, we're doing a wellness group, practice advocacy research. There's a whole bunch of committees that you can get plugged into. And we still have some spots available for the listeners. If anyone is interested, definitely please reach out for us. So Alex, you had mentioned the both the fall and the spring conference. So for all of the organizations, when are the conferences typically? When should med students be looking for looking out for conferences? Are they the same time every year? Do we switch it up? This year we switched it up um, for ACOEP. We had our fall conference a little bit earlier. We were in August this year, partially due to overlap with ASEP. So, you know, we didn't want to compete with them, but we moved it up and typically we're in the September, October range for our fall conference. And then come spring, so usually in April, I believe we're in April in Orlando at the end of the month. So we usually host two per year, fall and spring. And then we're also doing some smaller symposiums this year, which we're really excited about. Shameless plug, if you're in the Oklahoma area, Norman Regional is going to be hosting a symposium fast approaching. And then we are also going to be doing one in Orlando. So be on the lookout for those. Emra kind of 
goes to like I think all the big conferences in general for the most part, but we <clears throat> host programming more specifically at ASAP is probably our biggest one that we host in-person programming for. We do like at least one day, if not more, of events that are specific to medical students during ASAP. Um, but we also do a lot of virtual events that came out of COVID. So we have two kind of like medical student symposiums as well that are virtual that are usually like a Saturday morning where we have panels of PDs and different attendings from around um, the U.S. who talk about different things and do breakout rooms. Um, we also go to the Leadership and Advocacy Conference that's in D.C. every year. It's usually end of April, beginning of May. That's a kind of a part of ASEP as well. But that allows you to really truly advocate on the Hill with your legislatures from whatever state you live in, which was really fun. I've met several of the Mississippi people now and actually like can recognize me when I see them, which is kind of fun. And then we did used to go in person to court every year, but it seemed like we ran into some problems with med students being able to just quite make it that often to different conferences. And so we are going to start doing in the next couple of years, some more virtual stuff kind of around the same time as CORD, which is like a March-ish kind of date, but that's still to be figured out at this point. So a AAEM hosts their annual scientific assembly in the spring. So next year, I'll plug these dates, April 27th to May 1st, and that will be held in Austin, Texas, in my home state, which I'm very excited about. So we have one big conference during the year, and there are two days specifically for medical student programming, specifically with program leadership that's there, specific simulation stuff, ultrasound, lots of different activities. And that's always that first weekend of the conference. Similar to what both of these organizations do, we have some virtual, and this year we're turning some into hybrid in-person virtual events that are more so regional. So we already had our Midwest Symposium, which was Specifically, a Chicago school hosts it, a wonderful virtual event, and we have our Southeastern conference as well and a Northeastern one coming up, and you can find more information on the AAEM RSA website for those dates. So as far as online resources, we kind of talked about virtual events. As far as the online resources that you guys have on your websites, what where should students go? What are Do you have your own website? Or are you kind of part of the national organization? How do we direct students in the right place? If you want to check out ACOEP, you can go to acoep.org. And then there's a drop down section for the RSO. Perfect. Yeah, EMRA also has their own website, which is emra.org basically as well. So we have our own specific website, aaemrsa.org, and that is specifically for the resident and student association. So if you go to that website, it has all of the dates for any upcoming conferences or symposiums. It also has a lot of educational content. And this is also another plug, I think, that would apply to any organization as well. But we also have a publication that students are welcome to write for so you can publish 
in our national magazine or online as well. We have other resources online that you can publish, whether that is more of a narrative piece or research, an interesting case that you saw. So that's a great way to get a publication onto your application as well. To piggyback off of that, the ACOEP also has a publication. If you're interested, it is called The Fast Track and it is free. And that's a huge thing for students because many journals that you try to publish can be pretty pricey. So to have a free option, it is quick to publish. We turn it around really well and it's it's a good place to have some added CV. Yeah, to also join on that, Emra also has one, of course. Um, we have EM Resident. That is a quarterly magazine that we put out, as well as there's a medical student newsletter that's basically, it's called a newsletter, but it's basically a medical student journal as well that you can also kind of publish within. And we'll definitely make sure that we're putting all these websites and everything on our uh, blog posts as well. One of the organizations that we didn't mentioned so far. Unfortunately, the rep couldn't be with us today is SAEM. So I just wanted to make sure that we are plugging for them as well. And they have their own organization for residents and students that's called RAMS. So if anyone has heard of that, that's kind of the the completes the four. And then our fifth major organization that I know we've mentioned a little bit is is CORD. And that's more focused towards like residency leadership. Uh, but students also will go to that as well. So if you had one takeaway from your experience in all of these organizations and, you know, Kelsey, now that you're an intern and have made it into residency, what would be one take home from your experience with the EM organizations? Mine comes down to three words. Just show up. So actually, if any of the programs are listening, I wrote about this in my personal statement, but these just show up is so applicable to, I think, really how we all got involved in these organizations, whether it is going to a virtual event, a webinar, meeting people that way, or coming in person. The barrier to entry is, I think, pretty low, especially with a lot of these conferences being a nominal amount or free for medical students. It is really up to you to decide that you want to be involved in a national organization and showing up virtually in person, just getting your foot in the door. And that way you can meet other students who are leaders in these organizations, seeing how they've done it, seeing how they have gotten into residency and finding mentorship through there. So that's my biggest piece of advice. I understand it is nerve wracking. I went to my first conference and I was the only one from my school who went. I had no idea. I didn't know anyone who was going to that conference, but I I was so welcomed. There are specific student programming within this these big conferences, so you will always find people to meet, places to network. So, yeah, really, you know, show up to these things, show up to the webinars, listen to the educational programming and content and and reach out to any of us. We'll put our emails too in the blog post, but reach out if you want to be involved and we'll connect you to people. Yeah, kind of going off what Katie said, I think the biggest thing I realized, especially after having gone through match and interviews and everything, is that 
relationships matter. The people that you meet make such a huge difference in your ability to kind of make these connections, get interviews, find places that you might want to live and be a part of. When you're a part of these organizations, you meet students from all over the states, which is really fun because they can tell you the pros and cons of their areas. Same with residents. I met the program director of my current program at Cord. I may or may not have like kind of hunted him down because I knew I was interested in his program, but he was so welcoming and so kind and introduced me to his residents and And I had that experience with several other organizations and as well as like other program directors. And it just made a huge difference for me to be able to have those connections and um, be able to like ask these people questions, have them read different things. Like I had so many people who helped me with my application in the end. I couldn't agree more with everything they both already said. Definitely show up. Definitely get plugged in. Networking is so important in anything that we do in life. But one of the biggest takeaways for me is just the lifelong friends that I've made from this. I mean, even within each organization, not just limited to ACOEP, I could sit down with multiple people from from SAEM and from RAMS and from, you know, RSA, from EMRA. Like, it's it's really impressive how how many people you can make really good friendships with and be able to sit down at any table at any conference with them. And it's always like kind of a homecoming. It's really exciting to get to see everybody at all of these. Super well said. Yeah, I I could, couldn't agree more. I think having having met you guys multiple times in the past, it's just, yeah, you, you make these relationships that you wouldn't get otherwise and that, you know, at med school, you don't always get because not everyone's going into EM. So Well, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on. I think this is like invaluable experience. To piggyback off of what Alex was saying in terms of friendships, if you are an M1 or an M2 listening to this podcast and you are overwhelmed by the amount of EM organizations, you don't have to join just one. I am a member of multiple organizations as well. You have the opportunity to learn about each organization and really figure out which one you want to potentially pursue leadership in. So definitely don't think that you have to decide, you know, which one you want to not only join, but potentially have leadership in. So definitely, I love that we are all in this room together. And these meetings happen, um, you know, multiple times throughout the year where all of the organizations come together and there is a big collaborative event. So don't think that you have to be involved in just one or be a member of just one. So um, take this opportunity to learn more about these organizations and um, definitely join one or two or three if you're interested. Join them all. Cast a wide (laughs) net. There's no reason not to I mean, I guess for maybe financial constraints, but most of the organizations are very cheap to join. And even if you can't join, show up to the conference if it's in your area. You'll you'll find a way. Absolutely. Well, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on today and taking time out of your morning to chat with me. MedStune Over Easy listeners, definitely check out our blog site. Uh, we are going to be putting a lot of these resources on there and um, some contact information if you guys have questions. So thank you guys. Well, thanks for making it all the way to the end of that Med Student Over Easy episode. Don't forget, you can follow us on social media, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or head on over to our blog, emovereasy.com. Also, don't forget, we are the official podcast for the American College of Osteopathic Emergency Physicians. You can learn more about this great organization by heading to acoap.org, where you can find about an upcoming CME event where you might get to see a few of your EM Over Easy hosts 
live and in person for a show. Until next time, thanks so much. Thank you.